The Nets are up 48-40 currently with seven minutes to go in the second. I'm kind of pulling for the Nets now because if uh, if they win, that kind of would have ruined my parlay anyways. It'll make me feel a little better about myself. There we go. Yeah. Bet. Hello and welcome uh, to another episode of the Mad Dogs podcast. Uh, we are glad you're listening. Thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. When you are hearing this, it is Thursday, January 13th. We are in the aftermath of the uh, national championship. We are about to have wildcard weekend, and uh, we have a lot of sports coming up in the next few weeks. But sadly, college football is over, and I'm kind of upset because I love uh, Saturdays. I love turning on games, you know, even, even the most random games uh, we find to enjoy, uh, even a Miami-North Carolina State game on Saturday at 2.30, you know, we like to watch those games. But college football is over. We have a new champion. It is the Georgia Bulldogs. The last two big sports to have national championships are Bulldogs. Uh, obviously, Mississippi State being the one before that. Um, <laughs> the uh, Georgia Bulldogs won 33-18 over the Alabama Crimson Tide. It should and- have been the Wolfpack. Just saying. Okay. It would have been. We got lucky. It would have been. <laughs> yeah, we did. They were the hottest team. We would have been screwed. We would have lost 100%. But it's okay. Um, it was destiny, you know. Speaking of which, I saw uh, – I was at Kroger today, and I saw Tanner Allen. Tanner Allen's grocery shopping. So, there you go. Saw the, saw the greatest – one of the greatest – You didn't greatest. give him a kiss? Well, you know, I saw him from afar. COVID, you know, he might have been – might have been. I would have uh, sprinted at him and just stuck my <laughs> tongue down his throat. <laughs> Mm. Oh, <laughs> hope he never hears this. All right. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Georgia won thirty-three eighteen. Um, and I kind of want to talk about the first half a little bit to kind of start off because if the the score was nine to six at halftime, and it kind of gave me vibes of the LSU Alabama game. Is that twenty eleven or twenty twelve? Uh, the regular season game where LSU beat Alabama nine six, and you know, we talk about defensive games. Some of them are boring. I don't think I would classify this one as boring. Um, the way that guys were flying around the field for both teams, and, yes, Stetson Bennett looked a little uh, nervous at times, but, like, how the defense for Georgia and Alabama were flying around the field, they looked like they were having fun, wanting to be there, interrupting plays on both sides. Like, I thought it was a very fun first half defensively. Um, and I know a lot of people complained about it on Twitter. And just because of the lack of points, people didn't like it. But I disagree. I thought the first half was phenomenal. And it set up such a good second half. Yeah, you got to love them defensive games like that. I personally do, too. Yeah. I, I love defensive games. So, when they came out, it was just straight defense for most of the, the first half. I was just – I was ecstatic. It was what it, really what I wanted to see just because I love watching Georgia's defense play. Just some of the kids they got on that team are just – Amazing. Their future NFL superstars. Yeah. Both teams' defense looked amazing, yeah. not just Georgia, though. Like, yeah. It was oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and it, it was kind of like a thing where this is a Heisman winner, right? You have Bryce Young, uh, Heisman winner, uh, arguably the best quarterback in the country. On the other side, you have Stetson Bennett, who coming off a hot game against a good Michigan defense. And both of these offenses could not figure each other out. Like, they couldn't figure the defenses out. And for Alabama side, it seemed like Will Anderson was in the backfield like every play. 
It felt like every he was single play blowing yes. up his linemen, and he was getting to Bryce Young every play. I, it felt like. I feel like this is one of the first times we've seen Nick Saban not be able to figure out Kirby Smart. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, sure, they were in a stalemate in the first half, but they came out in the second half and just Georgia looked overall like the, the better team. And I just – that's – honestly, if you if you go back and look, since Kirby Smart's been at Georgia, they've just – none of their games have really been all that close. There were one or two, but other than that, Georgia's – always falling way short against Alabama. So I think I don't I don't want to say Nick Saban's starting to fall off, but I think I think Kirby Smart's finally figured out what he has to do when he's coaching against a coach like Nick Saban and his caliber. By no means is Nick Saban falling off. This dude I and we talked about it before the podcast. I literally I do think Alabama's gonna win the national championship next year. I think mm-hmm. they'll win. Um, with the amount of starters they have coming back, but we'll talk about we'll talk about the future um, in a second. The other thing I noticed from the first half was uh, Stetson Bennett did just look lost. He looked nervous, um, and this is a guy you know walk on. He he's surrounded by four or five stars uh, all across the board. He's playing in front of two five stars. Uh, so this guy, I mean, this kid is like the perfect story for an underdog, right? And he goes, doesn't have a good first half. He makes a couple big throws. Um, But Georgia's almost like one of those scenes where if the run game's not going, then then the whole offense isn't working. Um, If Zamir White and James Cook aren't doing well, then Stetson Bennett's not going to thrive. In the second half, they did. And that was kind of one of the things uh, that that led to their success late in that game. But Stetson Bennett did look nervous. Um, even on the first play that he took off, he fumbled the ball, and it somehow miraculously bounced right to him. Um, but it was it was it was kind of I mean Georgia fans had to be nervous. Oh, that's what I was about to say. I watching those first what that those first three plays, you're like, oh my god, this is about to be a route. They are just yeah. going to absolutely curb stomp them. It's, yeah, and I the way he. Came back though, especially after that crazy play where the Alabama dude picked that fumble up on the sideline. Yeah, well, he came back yeah. three for three for what sixty eight after that. He went he four for four with eighty two, I think. Yeah, he man, dude, said some minutes deserve some credit uh, in the second half. Um, one more thing to get into, um, and I kind of touched on him a little bit earlier. Is Will Anderson is the best defensive player in college football, and it's not close. Um, Aiden Hutchinson being at the Heisman ceremony, I get it. He made big plays and big times, but the stats weren't close. Um, I think I think Will Anderson is, and I don't. I really don't think it's close. I think above and beyond Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I think um, I think that Will Anderson is the best defensive player in college football. And if if and on the other side for Georgia, Aiden Hutchinson would blend into that defense. With guys like Nakobe Dean, Quay Walker, Nolan Smith, Lewis Seen, all those guys, Jordan Davis is another one. All those guys are just as good as Aiden Hutchinson. And I don't think Aiden Hutchinson would even be mentioned in the Heisman if he was playing for the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, he's just an outlier on that Michigan team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, like they're not as top heavy, like it's yeah. him and he is the top heavy guy on that team, yeah. and then it's everybody else right there. 
Right. I mean, the the Georgia defense is – I mean, it's elite. Everybody. Who's it that number 11 it, for Georgia, that cornerback? Um, I think Lewis seen is 29, so I don't have to – He did to not get any love reason. last night, but yeah. he was the one who won that game for them on all them deflected passes there yeah. in the fourth quarter yeah. and late third. So, he was, and, in my opinion, he was the player of the game on defense for them. Yeah. Um, also, I will say for Alabama, yeah, you you do have a pretty pretty good excuse after watching the game. Jameson Williams, John Mechie not playing, totally changed that game. Uh, Jameson Williams going down, that ugly injury, man, I hate to see that. Um, it was confirmed that it was an ACL, um, yeah. and this is a guy who's supposed to get drafted. This is a guy who's good, um, uh, a, a NFL wide receiver um, in the future. Um, I hate to see him go down like that. Um, but I think this was a game ultimately that Georgia – uh, I think Georgia was just the team. This was their year. I think it ultimately this was their year. I think even with Jamison Williams, Georgia wins. Now with John Mechie too, I think it's a different story. Um, but I think just with Jamison Williams, like if Jamison Williams played that whole game, I think Georgia still finds a way to win. Um, but again, I don't know. that's I'm a tough the, one for me. It is. No, it is. Because and, did you see those drop passes though by eighty four? Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I was, name. Oh my god. Because um, one of you them can't tell me Jamison don't catch at least half of those balls thrown his way. Oh, a hundred. No, I agree a hundred percent with you. And there those were some one, big plays, like second and third yeah, longs. Uh, Jacory Brooks uh, tried to make a couple one-handed grabs where he could easily put his second hand up and caught the ball. Uh, I told Avery about it while we were watching it. Um, another one, yeah, eighty-four missed a dime thrown by Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce Young missed a couple he, dimes. God, he's got to be soaking in ice baths for 12 hours a day the next three or four days. He was on the ground, it seemed like, almost every, every play. other play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were um, just blowed up Alabama's front. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. On They had that Georgia's extra guy defense. on the edge that was just coming yeah. free every single play. And Bryce Young had, what, and, two and a half seconds to get rid of the ball? Yeah. yeah. And, hey, cr- credit to freaking Kirby Smart because he brought somebody different every time. It was Nakobe uh-huh. Dean one time. It was Lewis Seen um, out of the secondary one time. It's Nolan Smith a couple times. And Nolan Smith, he's out running Bryce Young. And Bryce Young is a freaking Heisman quarterback. Nolan Smith is a linebacker. And he's Bry- running with Bryce Young. Bryce Young is an awful runner, though. I will say that. He, he can throw the hell out of the ball. He, he can't, can't run, run it like Corral. I think, he, I think he's <laughs> – No, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> or Will Rogers, to be honest with oh you. Oh my God, that man does not know how to move out of the pocket. <laughs> he gets close to the line of scrimmage and just spazzes. Yeah, like he's like, oh, <laughs> I can really run does. like thirty yards of open field, but I'm just gonna lay down right here. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he might need the oxygen tank if he does. <laughs> <laughs> and that dude needs to learn. I know how to I slide. I saw I saw him slide a couple times this year, and that man does not know. I mean, he just falls. Know. That's, well, that's maybe if he be had for- his off-season training, figuring out how to run the ball and figuring out how to slide down. Guys, we're down to if- a two-point game in this next game. Really? Yeah. Oh, dang. He's got a pretty um, good baseball team he could practice sliding with this year, though. So. Yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah that's true. Be- not a pretty good one, the best one. Baseball season <laughs> uh, starting we're, soon. We're baseball repeating. Baseball season starting soon. Alabama baseball, that's what we are. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you win one national championship. Everybody has to 
Yeah, you don't have no Nick Saban coach, though. Like Lamonis, no, Lamonis awesome. is better. No, Lamonis. <laughs> Lamonis don't choke. Hitch heard me complain for three months last year about Lamonis, but, I mean, I can't say anything. He did have a great team. He figured so. it out, yeah. Um, hey, Arguably two of the best receivers in the SEC. Jake Mayhem said it. He said he was going to take him to Omaha, or him and Addy. Maybe Jake Mayhem was just like a genie. Maybe. Or a cokehead. Or both. A cokehead genie. He's probably the one that gave NC State COVID. That's probably what it was. (laughs) That's probably what it was. He's Um, like, that's the real threat. Let's get them out of here. (laughs) They know they're scared of them. Uh, The second (laughs) half uh, of the game was, I'd say, one of the best second halves we've had in national championship. Like, um, so I would say fourth quarter. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, I'll give you fourth yeah. quarter. In the, yeah, yeah, I'll give you fourth. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, Dallas also just scored on Seattle, so if you had Dallas, you're feeling pretty I good. have the spread. Oh. Oh, there you go. So they're up 5-2. Three? They're up 5-2, yes. yep. With a minute 42 left, so y'all are looking good. Um, and Anybody that don't know you're talking about hockey right now is confused as hell. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, not the um, Cowboys, guys. Don't be ignorant. Dallas Stars and Seattle Kraken. Yeah, there you go. The Kraken. Not, not big hockey fans. The Kraken got cracked tonight. Yeah, they did. <clears> I'm <throat> sick of what <laughs> pissed me off. Um, no, the fourth quarter, Avon, I do agree. Um, I literally turned over to my dad uh, and said, this is going to be one of those things where it's like four two-minute drives in a row and each team scores like every drive. It's going to be like that, which um, – so you had Stetson Bennett. They got the touchdown. Um, how did they score that one? I'm trying to think. What, what touchdown? The, no, oh, the first, first touchdown, touchdown was of the game. Six. First touchdown um, of the game. I don't even remember. The that was after Bennett that throw. run. Remember, and he had the play action on the third down. Okay, yeah. Down. Okay, forty yeah. yard yeah. pass to Aiden Mitchell. Or, uh, that's right. Okay. Mitchell. Adonai Mitchell. That's right. Adonai. Oh, that was the first touchdown. Yeah, no. that was the first. Okay, that was the second touchdown. Was the play action? Okay. Um. So he did that. Um. Alabama punts and then Stetson Bennett that crazy fumble. Um. That was crazy. That was nuts. I didn't think um, there was a chance that that was a fumble the whole time. Yeah, until I didn't either. The referee came out there I and said either. it was yeah. rolled Alabama ball. It was. I knew it was close, but I didn't know what they were called. So Alabama scores, then. At that point, my thought was, that's when I sent the text, uh, can Stetson Bennett win this game? And when I said, hell no. That's when I sent that text. Ah, I was wrong. Stetson Bennett let him right back down the field, and they score. And that was kind of it, man. Um, it was 20 to – at that point, it was 20 to, or 19 to 18. And um, – Alabama goes three next, and out. Yeah, the next drive, Alabama three now. Or was that the block field goal? The next drive. Mm-mm, that was in the okay. first half. No, was no. Second half. I think it was third it was quarter. Was it third, third quarter? quarter? Yeah. How big was that yeah. though, man? That it was, was the huge. drop pass. The number eighty four who dropped that pass. That was a <laughs> was that after right shot. Jameson got hurt in the second, right? Second yeah. quarter. Yep. Second. Okay. That's so, a ten point swing from a missed field goal. Yeah. To allowing a touchdown. Right there, Alabama just didn't execute, man. Like Bryce Young, I I will say, like if you look at the stats, you say what? No touchdowns, two picks. Did he have a touchdown pass? He had one touchdown. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. one touch. 
touchdown, two picks. Like, you look at the stat line, you're like, oh, he had a shitty game. And then, but if you go back and see some of those balls he was dropping in there, that just wasn't caught. Yeah. No, you I have agree. a whole different perspective on the game you, or on this game. You had to watch the game to really understand that Bryce Young. Okay, so Bryce Bryce Young threw the ball 57 times, by the way. Um, so they let's get run, to that. Man. 35 I've never seen them stop like that. 370 yards, one touchdown, two picks. So Bryce Young really didn't have that bad of a game. Two garbage picks is really what I would do the two picks on. Those were some really bad reads, though. Yeah, okay, so I agree. On that point – Could have been a busted route, though. You had plenty of time down the field, you know. I mean – and I don't know who's covering Slade Bolden. I I, I don't blame him for not trusting, like, Ja'Gory Brooks and that number 84. But you still have Jaleel Billingsley. You still have Cameron Latu or Latu, whatever – however you say his last name, because he caught the touchdown. And Bryce Young's – throwing these balls down the field. And I'm kind of sitting there wondering, like, you have two and a half minutes or – no, you have about a minute and a half of game time, and you're on the other side of your 50, and we're throwing 20-yard streaks for some reason. Yeah, well, when he threw the pick six, how much time was left on the clock? It was like, what, four minutes probably? No. No, it was like a minute and six. Yeah, it was like a minute left of time. I guess it was but the other shit. Sure. The other was pit. positive Alabama had two or three timeouts at that point. Yeah, they had all three. And so I don't, so I don't, they got to the 50 yard line, remember? I think this yeah. is on the first pit. And they, the way they've been moving the ball was doing those underneath passes. Yeah. And it was because they were guarding that, the, they were guarding the uh, line of game. And, they were sitting on everything. Couldn't pass the ball. Like, they had, like, seven guys back there. Mm-hmm. But he decides he wants to go throw into triple coverage instead yeah. of just taking the five-yard underneath route where maybe you can actually break a couple tackles and get a good game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, and and I don't know. He had, like, five minutes on the clock. I mean, I that's just, plenty of time. I just would like to know on those plays what the primary read was because yeah. I don't think that's the primary read. Um, unless he made it the primary read of the play. And I don't – I just don't think those are smart decisions. And the dude's still young. He's a sophomore. Um, he's going to come back junior. He's going to learn from this. And I just don't like the decisions made by Bryce Young late in that game. Well, he's, again, he's, he's young. A, he's a young dude. Not his first big game because yeah. he's played in some big games. But it's – a felt like he had to make plays because Alabama could not run the ball that game. There was yeah, no man, other offense right. besides they him. They were getting blown up. I've never seen yeah. Alabama get stuffed like that, ever. Yeah. So he felt so guys. pressured to have to make big plays. Yeah. So I think that's why you see some of these, these bad reads. You look at Brian that's, Robinson's that's also stats, true. and he only had 68 yards on the ground. You would have thought yeah. he had more, and he did. I, he I had thought 68. he had less. He had 21 <laughs> carries for 68 yards was his stat. Um, I like him out of the backfield as a receiving back. I think they should have found more ways to give it to him because when he did get in space, no, nah, no, nah, man, credit to Georgia. They tackled. They didn't miss tackles hardly. Um, credit to Georgia because they just that, – that's one of the best defensive games I've seen played against Alabama as long as I've been watching college football. And 
they almost play perfect. I will say, though, that I think the reason he wasn't in the passing game as much was I noticed he was having to cover a lot of them edge blitzes. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it seems I mean, like you're kind of forced getting to. back there every play. Like like yeah. I said, Kobe Dean, Quay Walker, um, Nolan Smith, they were all over the place, dude. It felt like they were just in the backfield every play. And I think Kirby Smart did a fantastic job mixing up looks, uh, mixing up blitzes. Mixing up movement on the line, uh, he he really did a good. He he out. I think he outcoached Saban that game. In the second half, he for sure did. That's the difference. Yeah. Or in that yeah. uh, fourth quarter, of course, you have a couple big plays go your way, but yeah. to hang in there with Nick Saban for that long, yeah, you know. And we we knew a breakthrough was coming. Like we're sitting there in defense, defense, defense. But there are a couple big plays here and there. I think we knew a breakthrough was coming for one of these teams. And it finally did happen, and it happened to be on the Georgia side. Um, again, that that game could have gone Alabama's way. Georgia could have shut down uh, after that Stetson Bennett fumble where Alabama got the ball in the 15 and scored. They could have shut down. They could have ended it right there, but they didn't. Stetson Bennett had a monstrous fourth quarter, um, and maybe maybe the stats don't show it as much, but, like, if you watch the game, you know. That perfect drive that he had – that's that's when yeah. you knew they were going to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just felt it. Yeah. It's like the liter- the the amount of times it shifted momentum early in that fourth quarter. You know, you have, again, the Georgia touchdown. Georgia gets momentum. Alabama turns around, scores. Well, Alabama gets a turnover, scores a touchdown. Momentum shifts again. And then all of a sudden, Georgia drives down the field. Momentum shifts again. So. Um, that game was awesome. I really did enjoy every minute of that game. It was close. I like, you know, the the two playoff or the two semifinal games weren't close, and we got a close national championship, and it was a great national championship. Yeah, it was and good. Georgia covered. So. Sure. And Georgia, a, Georgia covered. I don't. I don't think a lot of college football people enjoyed it because they're not used to seeing two good defenses go at it. Versus the other conferences, you'll see like uh, Ohio State and some other. They're people. used to the Ohio. What game was that? Ohio State and uh, Utah. Yeah, no. Utah. They they want to see that. Yeah. I mean, that was awesome too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, there, there's there's different types of games that you can like, you know. Enjoy. And this one, yeah, this one is this one had the best of both worlds if you think about it because you have defense for the longest time and then offensive explosion playing the game. It, so you just it wasn't see like they were, two elite defenses go at it like that. Uh, it wasn't like they were and running they the ball down each other's way. throat either. Like Bryce yeah. Young threw the ball fifty-seven times. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, as for the future of both of these teams, I want to talk about Alabama first. So, Alabama, and these two guys are the biggest, biggest selling points for me next year. Bryce Young will be back, and Will Anderson will be back on this Alabama team. I think Alabama at the moment is returning, I think, 17 of 22 starters on both sides of the football. I personally think Alabama will win a national championship this year. I think they're, they are too good talent-wise and depth-wise, and they, are so, they were young this year. We don't say that about many Alabama teams. They were so young this year, and they go out <laughs> and they play in the national championship. If all of them, if near all of them are coming back, I have, I think they win the national championship next year. 
Yeah, no so doubt. So you don't think it'll be them in Georgia at the top again? No. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't think Georgia will? Georgia's so going to have a 2020 LSU season. I think it'll be that big of a – well, how many games are winning that year? Six, seven games? Yeah. They're going to win. I think they won six games. That. I don't, I don't know. More than that. So my no. thing about East, Georgia. They're in the, the SEC. They're in the East. The East. Yeah, the East. you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, they're in the East. So my thing about Georgia, the only argument I have is I think – we this shouldn't even be a debate, but I'm going to say it. That Kirby Smart is way better a coach than Ed Ordron, right? For He's sure. had better, yeah. Yeah. better recruiting. Yeah. He's got better recruiting. He's built the team up a little bit better than Orgeron did. Uh, it's not a, I don't think this is a fluke season. I do, however, think that next year will be a – they won't be in the playoff next year, I don't think. I don't think Alex or Georgia will get back to the playoff. However, I do think with the amount of recruits and what Kirby Smart's doing over there, I do think in two or three years we're going to see Georgia be back in the national uh, – National playoff picture. Like, I think they'll be in the playoffs. They're losing a lot of guys. Hold on. Defensively this year, yeah. They're getting dropped. Yeah, but he always gets defense, though. That's what I'm saying. He's always had defense. I don't know. Offensively, I don't really know. I could say say possibly, but making a crack at it. It's hard to say because you don't know what JT Daniels can do. Like, you know, he's a good quarterback. Is he transferring? I haven't heard if he is or not. I don't think he is. It's his, it's his spot next year, is it not? No. Well, how old is Stetson Bennett? What's Stetson Bennett? Is he done? Yeah, he's a senior. Okay. Um, right. Then, yeah, he's yeah. a senior, I, right? I don't know. Um, if JT, yeah. JT, mean, well, JT Daniels is good. I think we all know that. He's yeah. a five-star. Right, he's going to yeah. be good. I don't, um, I don't see why Georgia wouldn't be able to get in the playoffs next year. Who are they? I don't losing? think anybody else could challenge them. I mean, I don't I really. I mean, I think their toughest game is going to be Oregon at the very beginning of the year next year. No, it's going to be State. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, they play Auburn every year. That's their West opponent every year. Yeah. They play Auburn and uh, State next year. And I'm not sold on Auburn. I mean, I think they beat Auburn. I mean, they lose Bo Nix. They, they got Calzada. I, I don't know. Auburn's weird. Calzada did beat that, Alabama. That whole thing with Max Williams from LSU going to A&M, Calzada leaving A&M, going to Auburn. And Bo yeah, that's weird. Auburn. Max, like, Max Johnson. Max Johnson, sorry. Yeah. What? So, is Caleb, what, what? Is Caleb Williams, I think is what you might have confused. Is he going to USC? I believe he will. Probably. Is that while boys leaving? Oh. Yeah, I saw somebody post on Twitter earlier talking about a hot take. Caleb Williams going to USC. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I, think I don't think that's going to happen. And, well, Jackson Dart's entering the portal, so you would think that he's leaving because Caleb Williams is coming. Yeah. Had to go yeah. you with that damn jug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Nick Saban plays the transfer portal this year. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Jameson we Williams, about, go ahead. We talk about all these teams trying to level out the playing field with the NIL deals, but someone like Nick Saban, like you know, they have, they have sponsors out the ass. Yeah. You know, like he can he can abuse that portal as much as he wants to. He's warned them about it. I think it's I think it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, but who's gonna be in the portal right now that Saban's gonna look at and like, yeah, you can start over one of my guys. 
I'll tell you one. There's his, his name is Mario Williams from Oklahoma, five star wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. And he him. just watched a national championship where Jameson Williams met you didn't play. Backups didn't do so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might have another top tier receiver. I so, think they'll be back by season next year. Who? Williams. So, Williams. Well, Mechie's done. Yeah, oh, they're both. I think they're both good. Right? Yeah, I think they're both good. Right? Oh, oh, never mind. These and by the way, these these guys, these young guys for Alabama, like Jacory Brooks and the number eighty four we talked about, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll be good wide receivers. Same yeah. will have them I mean, on the jugs machine for about two hours every day yeah, after practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah Same like lock him in their basements. They just don't perform. <laughs> is is Bryce Robinson Bryce, coming back? He's a senior, isn't he? He's a senior, I think. Or Ryan junior, at least. He's a senior. Oh, God. Oh, thank God. That backup oh, they have God. is pretty good, is he not? He's not as, like, strong. Yeah, he's not Brian Robinson. He's a little quicker. No, he's quick. Now, Brian Robinson was a backup this year before. Uh, no, he started every game. Hold on a second. I think. He was, uh, he was Najee Harris's backup. I do know that. <laughs> Yeah, because they were talking about how he had no starts coming in this year, and then he started every game this year. Mm -hmm. And did great. was a great running back, which, I mean, we expect that from Alabama. Okay. They just, you know. Who was that running back that got hurt for them mid-year? Jace McClellan. So it was. That was the backup, and he got hurt. He he played in two games – or, I'm sorry, played in five games and got hurt. He might – well, he might – he's probably going to be the guy next year probably, right? Yeah. Jace McClellan? Jace McClellan. That he's a sophomore. He'll be freaking good, won't he? Yeah. 5'11", 2'12". Yeah. Dang. It's Josh Robinson vibes. Oh, uh, Josh Robinson yeah. was about 5'6". 5'6", 250. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name I miss all the time, man. Hey, Pulling what's ball. the over on this Nets game? Do y'all know? No, I don't know. It was 62, high. 60 at the half. It was pretty high. I think it was like in the yeah. 220s, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Uh anything else on college football? Um, man, what a year. Uh this was a crazy year. I think we can all agree. Um uh, the playoff games weren't fun, but the national championship was. We had some great games throughout the year. Um, and I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching, you know, um, I know y'all enjoyed watching Ole Miss, Penny Go and Avon. We enjoyed watching State at times. Um, I enjoyed watching Will Rogers. I, I, yeah, I love Will, that offense. I'm, that offense is I'm, fun to watch. Will Rogers be, or Heisman season next year. So I'm excited um, for it. He had for 6,000 yards. Bailey Zappy, holy! That's what I'm saying. Like Zapp had what 5,900 passing yards. Yeah, no one talked. Was it 67 touchdowns? Just no one's going to talk. Yeah, about it was it? nuts, dude. Is that I a lot? <laughs> he averaged like 500 yards a game passing. <laughs> yeah, it was like 487 or something. That, that sounds like Tony Romo. Holy crap! Oh, Cowboys. Man. Tony Homo, more like. <laughs> Gosh, Avery. Uh, I haven't heard right, that in a minute. Well, that's farewell <laughs> to college football for a little while, but the transfer portal should get interesting. Um, there'll probably, I mean, there's going to be some more coaching stuff that happens. I think we all know that. All right. Uh, college football is done. We can wrap it up. Congratulations, Georgia. Uh, congratulations to Kobe Dean, uh, the Southern County boy. 
Uh, excited to see him get a natty. And now that is three of the championships this year that had to throw the county boys involved. Austin Riley with the Braves. Uh, Cameron James, Braylon Skinner, uh, Kate Smith, Smith, Mississippi State Bulldogs, and then finally Nicobe Dean for the Georgia Bulldogs. So there you go. So the county, repping. We love it. We love it. All right. All right. Moving on to the UFC. We have not talked about UFC. It's been kind of quiet lately. And, man, they released the schedule for 2022. We got some banger fights uh, coming on early in the year. Uh, and I'm sure there will be more added throughout the year. Um, but let's start with UFC Fight Night this weekend. I don't want to butcher his name, but the main event this weekend, the first UFC event uh, uh, of 2022. Okay, so I'm going to see if I can get his name right. If I don't, don't come at me because I didn't practice this. All right. The fight this weekend is Giga Chikadze, who is 14 and 2, and he's fighting Calvin Kator, who is 20, 22 and 5. Uh, sorry, Giga Chikadze. I really hope I didn't mess up your name. I tried my Giga. very hardest. Giga. Giga. Wait, what did Chikadze. you say? Giga. 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 There's a Giga. I don't like, I don't like saying that. Gija. 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 I don't know. Giga Mags. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's the fight for this weekend. Chikadze and Qatar. Um, Pedigo, I know you know a little bit more about UFC than I do. I know Hitch does as well. Um, uh, so do y'all have uh, a winner for this fight? Do you think somebody stands out to you a little bit more? Um, and are you even are you excited for this fight? Are you excited for UFC to be back? Uh uh, I'm always excited to see fights. I don't care who it is. It could be two guys off the street. I just want to see people beat the shit out of each other, you know? Hey, uh, hey, this is a true man. story. This is a true story. Me and Hitch were leaving Wilkie's house one night, and uh, we sat in the, in the side at the si- sidewalk of the street for 10 minutes waiting for these two dudes to fight right outside the cop. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out they were friends. It turns out they were friends just yelling at each <laughs> other. They're just fucking with uh is that the night that y'all left your keys in my apartment yes yes yes. i was so confused when you came knocking on my back door (laughs) i saw you peek through that window i was like like, oh he's so sketched out right now i was sketched out it kind of scared me i knocked for like two minutes i know i was like i'm scared it's probably one of those situations where you're laying on the side of your bed like this you're like yeah, that's exactly what happened. And it, it also, happened right there. That was also the night Dylan pissed on his neighbor's doormat. Oh. <laughs> that was that night. That was that night. About was, two and a half yeah, seconds from getting caught. Right yeah, right when I got done, people were walking up the steps. Like, I was, was just, like, shaking it off. <laughs> and then I looked down and I heard some voices. And I, I about zipped it up. <laughs> that would uh, yeah, that should be enough content for tonight. We should be able to get all What's your take on this on this fight? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to give y'all a little uh, rundown of these guys real quick, just a little background. So, uh, Qatar, uh, his last fight was actually in January. He fought Max Holloway. And uh, believe it or not, huh? Yeah, he, he did. That fight, yeah. yeah, it's actually uh, – Holloway landed 445-plus significant strikes, which is most in UFC history. 
And that's the last time Qatar fought. So I'm, I'm kind of leading into... Um, was it a KO? I if it wasn't a KO, know. I'm taking this to 100%. No, no, you gotta listen to it. Oh, so, so Chikadze, he's on like a nine nine fight win streak right now. Seven of them coming in the UFC. He beat Cub Swanson and Edson Barbosa and TKOs. And uh Barbosa's pretty good. Yeah. And Cub Swanson ain't no pushover. I mean, he's old, but I mean he's had a good UFC career. Yeah. But um, so if Chikadze wins this fight, it kind of puts him on track to be the number one contender for the featherweight championship. So uh, I, I figure Chikadze is going to win this one. I'm I'm going to say second round KO. That's what I'm going to go with Chikadze. Okay. All right. I'm going for this Calvin dude just because he's American. No offense oh to God. whoever that is or whatever country that it's is. Big underdog he's from Georgia, not Georgia in the United States, like Georgia the country. The country Georgia. That's not even close to America. <laughs> Where's Chikadze from? No, Georgia. Georgia like, the country. Oh. Qatar oh, is from the United there's States. There's a country named Georgia? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Dude, there's that's where Stalin's from. Named Qatar. Oh, Stalin, like the dictator? Yeah, Joseph Stalin. Yeah, he's from Georgia. Oh, this motherfucker might be mean. I might not need to bet on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so... I, if I'm looking at, I don't like, know, man. Looking into I, it, hindsight. I mean, I think I'm a. I love underdogs. We all we all know the Derek Lewis story. Uh, Derek Lewis should never be an underdog ever. Well, he, unless he's. I fighting. mean, Blake Blades was like the number five contender. Derek Lewis was like thirteen. Yeah, yeah well, Derek Lewis was put him on his too. ass. And, and literally, <laughs> literally hits him like, me. He was like, yeah, he hits him one was, time. He's out. I said it was. He was plus five hundred. Plus five hundred yeah. to win. I said, screw it. I mean, it was only five dollars, <laughs> but I was ready for it to go down the can, you know. Yeah. He's so he... in with that uppercut and he freaking stiffened up like a board. If I'm not God, mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Derek Lewis had the last uh fight of the year, didn't he? He knocked <clears> out <throat> some dude not too long ago. Was he not the interim champ? Mm-hmm. He fought or for the loss. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, looking at I his hindsight, I think uh, I'm gonna take a guy that's on a non-win streak rather than a guy that just lost the fight, the last fight. I think I'm gonna go Calvin. I'm going Calvin. Just go. It's USA. gonna be a, like a good fight. They're both strikers. They're not. They're not grapplers. Right. If that dude took 400 fight. significant strikes, I'm taking that dude. If he didn't just get just who? If he who was that dude out, that Sean O'Malley fought? That one weekend. That, yeah. The mustache dude? No, the dude with the mohawk that had, like, green hair. Oh, that was insane, dude. He took he was, the fight on, like, three days' off. notice. Yeah. Like, he was taking some fucking licks. Yeah, well, so we wouldn't have an arm if we are going to have him in your waist the whole game. A little UFC prediction. Sean O'Malley will have a title at the end of the year. I hope so, dude. Yeah. Dude, I why, hope so. Why are the, I do I have a question. Why are they Trump. waiting so long to give him these, like, big main cards? Like, I don't know because he's, because he's his, been on the map for two years now. Yeah, I mean, when's his next that, fight? Like, Do we know? No, I don't think it's announced yet. Which he just fought okay. fought recently, right? Yeah. Was I don't know. Was how months ago, October, November. I feel like uh, the whole uh, him fighting these smaller guys right now has something to do when he broke his foot when he starts so, coming too. up. Yeah, you know, he broke his foot like his second or third fight in. <laughs> 
and was out for a while. Well, the yeah. is electric. So I'm wondering if this fight right here is like a number one contender fight because I don't know how Qatar would really deserve that losing his last fight. Like, I mean, the I mean dude's fighting... 22 and five though. Yeah, I mean he's, yeah, he he's got a good record. It don't matter. I don't think neither one of them is going to beat Bolganovsky. That dude's tough. But I, I guess right. I guess this fight would be a number one contender fight. I don't. Are know. there any other big fights going on? Not on that card, no. No, this is just a fight night thing. Yeah. But there's Americans in all these fights, and oh, there's some with two Americans. I don't know what to do with those. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe this weekend's not good, but next weekend we have an awesome fight headlined by my favorite UFC fighter, Francis Ngannou. He's fighting Gabe. I think they both have championships. This is for a unified championship, if I uh, remember correctly. No, so I think Gaines, the interim heavyweight champion, remembered okay. Nagano okay. won it and then was supposed to fight. And what so he's trying to get it back. Yeah. So is he technically the belt holder, or does he have to win this fight to get it back? I don't he's know. Got to win this it's fight, just, I think. I don't know. It says champion v champion. I think. I'm not sure how that works because he never lost the heavyweight championship. Yeah. But this guy, Gang, come in, and I think he's the one that beat Derek Lewis for the interim heavyweight championship. Okay. So, I guess this is just like a real champion fight who's the actual champion. So, it's almost like the dude with the belt's kind of like the number one contender. Okay. No, really? it says in, it's in Ganu. He is a champion. But it also has a C by Gang's name. So, this is just basically whoever wins is the, is the belt holder. Nagano's going to – Knock him on his I, ass about okay. two minutes in hey, the first. They have the odds already. Gain is the favorite, minus 125. Oh, you were going to pound the under – or uh, not not the favorite. <laughs> we're going to pound the underdog. <laughs> pound the underdog on the guy. I, don't, I so, need to say how much money I have by then. If my paycheck comes in, we're putting 200 on that. Whoa. <laughs> my God. No way. I, okay, so um, Ngannou – at the moment is 16 and three um gain is 10 and 0 has not lost yet um i do like gain i think he's uh very he's good he's a young fighter um i think he's gonna be around a while but this is nganu's kingdom right now he he's gonna rule for a long time i think i think he wins this fight um I think it I, – I, this is like one of those fights that I think just goes to decision. I really want them to throw haymakers and try to kill each I mean, it's other. It's not going to go with decision. I There's think no it way. is. I don't know for, why. I just have a feeling. For entertainment purposes, we need Nagano to win this fight because I have a feeling if he does, John Jones is about to come up to the heavyweight I agree. Class, and it's I about agree. to be a super fight, and that's going to be one of the best fights in UFC history. So That'll break box offices or pay-per-view – records or whatever dude that'd be crazy and i don't know uh, who i'd take in that fight john uh, jones but yeah it's probably john jones i'm sorry he's a technician dude Nagano, not yeah the has got a lot better technique but john yeah uh -uh. and is 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 really fun to watch um i like his personality um, he's my second favorite personality besides besides Izzy. You gotta love Izzy. Um, Dude, he... But uh, we'll talk about his fight in a second. Um, but I do haven't got any win in this one. I but I do think Gain is 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 young. 
He's very good. He's got a lot of potential. He's going to be around. He'll definitely have a championship at some point. Um, I don't think he's ever going to, like – This time he, will he come. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to come. Dudes I, – I, and me and Avery watched a fight of his. I can't remember who he fought, but it was a very boring fight. But I'm trying to remember who he fought. Is me he more of a like, boxer, wrestler? Which I figure heavyweight more of a boxer, I would assume. He – yeah. Yeah. Was that not when when he fought a uh, Jan Blackowitz or however he says last name? <coughs> maybe, maybe. We talking about Izzy, right? No, we're no, 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 game, game. He oh, fought on a fight night, Avery. Yeah, he fought on a I fight night. That. He turned it on. It, it was sucked. horrible. I, I swear, there were like twenty. There were like twenty total punches thrown that whole match. I swear to God, there were. I hate it when they're dancing around, like put wasting my yeah. time. But- yeah. Um. So, are y'all thinking? Um. Are y'all thinking Ngannou or anybody? I like Ngannou. I like Ngannou. He he's yeah. just a specimen. I I think unless he gets snuck, I think he's got to get, get snuck more than once, like three or four times before you get him out. I mean, I mean, he could have a glass jaw. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen him really get rocked in any of the fights I've watched, but. Yeah, I, I still like him for sure. I don't want to meet the guy that can knock out that man. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Oh, yeah. I want to meet Derek right. Lewis. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so that's kind of the big first one of the year. Um, the next one is UFC 271. Uh, the day before the Super Bowl, Israel Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, on Saturday, February 12th. Um, I don't know enough about Whitaker, I don't think, because when I started watching, I never really watched Whitaker fight. I do know what Adesanya can do. Um, so I'm not going to pick somebody in this fight because y'all probably know more about Whitaker than I do. Um, I've seen obviously, a couple of his. Obviously, Whitaker, I'm rooting for Izzy. Whitaker's going to throw, though. Yeah, but Adesanya, I mean, what's the reach looking like? Do y'all have that pulled up? I'm looking right now. I, okay, Adesanya's reach is what makes him a Okay, what, what was the first fight? Nagano? What was the first fight? Because this is Adesanya and Whitaker 2. What happened to the, in the first fight? Adesanya, well, we Adesanya, Adesanya first didn't time. lose. Adesanya uh, KO'd second round. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to see an Adesanya loss in the next five years. It's absolutely insane. I don't understand it. Oh, uh, the reach! The reach is eighty inches to seventy-three and a half. Yeah, see, like you, you can't. Like, how do you compete wow. with that? And he throws like he's so like powerful too. Like, yeah, it's kind of like how is. Sean O'Malley is and what featherweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so much longer than everybody else. Like, you can't get inside. Oh, what was the fight uh, we watched that he lost? It was Blankwitch, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of the blueprint to beat Adesanya, but I don't know if there's anybody in that weight class that's going to be. No, I agree. I agree. See, that's where I kind of think, like, when he went up the weight class, there were plenty of guys in that weight class that are just bigger, right? And they can control the ground game. But in this one, in his weight class, dude, no one can even get near him. I mean, he's got six If you try to, he's going to catch you with a leg kick. Exactly. Or a cross. I mean, it's explosive. 
he he's fast. He he does things. I swear, light speed. You don't even know it's happened, and you're on your back on the mat, and you're like, "Holy shit, what just happened to me?" Um, I like Izzy in this fight just for that. Um, but you know, you never know. You never know in the UFC. I mean, Nunez lost her last fight. That was crazy. That was that was insane. That, that was awesome though. That was a great fight. Um, and you know, she's she probably won't lose again ever. And you don't really expect them to lose until they do. Yeah. Like right. when Anderson Silva got knocked out by Chris Weidman. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at spider. this. I'm looking at this Whitaker dude. He hasn't finished a match. His last three matches. He's had three matches since his fight with Adesanya, and he couldn't finish any of them. They all they all went to decision. I don't. I don't think he can last in the ring. With, you, uh, you're not going to be able to outstrike Adesanya, and you're not. No, it's going to be hard to knock him out. Like that's your only chances if you knock him out or yeah. tap him out. I guess. Yeah. Y'all know when Whitaker's uh, title run was? I know he had it for a little while. Um, and years ago, was it not? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think he's a little outdated. That's know. light heavyweight, right? Is it light heavyweight um, or middleweight? I think it's been, light heavyweight. He's been uh, fighting for 10 years. Middleweight. I decided to move up uh, to, to light heavyweight. heavyweight, and that's when he got beat, right? Yeah, he's in middleweight. <clears throat> do y'all think uh, if he wins a few more at this class, weight class, do you think he tries to go up to light heavyweight? And he's already tried it once. Yeah, but he, he wasn't at the weight. He, he's got to get little, If he does it again, he'll have to get bigger. So, what I kind of think – he I think he's going to win two or three kind of in his own weight division, and then he's going to be like, look, I, I need to beat Kind of like what John else. Bones did. Yeah. Except and, it was light heavyweight <clears throat> to heavyweight, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think I think Adesanya will get, you know, two or three more wins in a row. Um, beat the guys that he wants to beat, and he's going to be like, I'm moving back up. Like, I'm going to go back up there. I'm going to fight. And, you know, he might win that time. You know, again, you know, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to gain some weight. He's got to, he's got to figure out the ground game because, again, like when he did fight, um, who was it again? Jan. God, I don't remember his name. Jan, you said? Maybe. <laughs> I can't remember who he fought. <laughs> but, we talk about Izzy who, or Ngannou? Izzy, the last guy he fought. When he lost, the fight he lost. That was Black Witch. Yeah, that was Yon. Okay, Black Witch. Yeah, we yeah, watched Black Witch. Okay, yeah. Um, when, he lost, when he lost that, I mean, I don't think he's ever been in a position where he's had to even be in the ground game. So, when he lost that, he's probably kind of shocked. I mean, he knew it. I mean, you can see it on his face after the match. It's like, he knew he lost. He knew he got, you know, he was on the ground the whole game. But um, I think he comes out. I think he comes out explosive. I think he, I think he knocks Whitaker out. You know, for his second round. You can like only that. hope. You know, yeah, we can only hope. All right. Um, next one. Uh, one sec. I want to get the date right. The next big one is February the second. Covington no, and no, no, no. no. Um, hold up. hold up. I'm excited about that fight, though. Yeah, uh, we will talk about that. That's going to be an all-out war. What the hell is up, boys? Okay. You, hey, bud. Hey, buddy. <laughs> buddy. 
All right. Uh, we the next one is UFC 272 March 5th Las Vegas uh, Sterling versus Jan uh, and I don't know I know Sterling okay um, I watched him playing is this not is this is this is the second fight between them two right this is two or, yeah. this is this is the one where that first one Jan got disqualified for kicking this dude in the nuts like it was a okay. big controversy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, okay. Oh, and it was bare. It was barely like clipped him too, didn't it? Yeah, I think he was acting. So I think Sterling yeah. about to get his ass kicked. Is Jan's first name? I don't know much about these two though. Is it Peter Jan? Is that his name? Yeah, it's P E T R. Oh yeah, Peter. Who spells Peter, Peter like that? That dude needs to get his ass beat just for having his name <laughs> like that. Oh, my. <laughs> How hard is it to put one more e in there? Hard. <laughs> they were lazy on the birth certificate. Yeah, that one is Jan versus Sterling. That's on March fifth. Um, again, I've seen Sterling fight a couple times. I think I've seen Jan fight once, but I think it was the fight against Sterling the first time. I think that's the only time I've watched Jan fight. Yeah, so this is a so. pretty big fight. This is going to be the actual fight. So technically, this is going to be fight number one. Okay, so. The original date of this was supposed to be last October, um, but Sterling uh, <laughs> Sterling had to push it back for a neck injury. Um, so I, I think I think I'm on your side, Pedigo. I think Jan is out for some revenge. Yeah, I, I didn't like the whole situation that went down in that first fight. I mean, you can watch it. I don't think. I mean, he hit him. Like he hit him, but I don't. I think he could have went on. Like I don't think it yeah. was something serious. Aren't they just supposed to give warnings for that? Unless it's just That's that bad. Thought. Well, he he said he couldn't continue to fight. Like it was that. Oh bad. my god. Yeah. Was it a no contest? Yeah. Like I oh. I don't. I think they I think they disqualified Jan. So that's why Sterling's oh. got the title right now. Imagine yeah. getting a loss on your record for that. God, it was a nut so kick, bad. right? Or was it like an eye poke or something like that? Either way, I mean, I don't think – if I remember correctly, it was, like, a whole lot of controversy behind it because a lot of people – going on. I think I'm going on, too. Um, I think he knocks him out, and I think it's kind of quick. I think – He's on, he he's on the revenge tour. Yeah, like, he's trying to beat the shit out of Sterling. That's yeah. just my opinion. So – um, all right, the last one, this one got announced yesterday. So when I was kind of writing down things to talk about, um, literally I looked at Twitter, this one got added. Uh, this one, um, I, <laughs> uh, oh, this one should be good. Uh, Masvidal Man. versus Covington. Did I get that last name right? Covington. Yeah. Ma- Covington. Covington. Covington, yeah. It is a UFC – 272 and the date for that is March 5th, same night as Sterling and Jan. So this is the same night. That's gonna be so a this, night. this is gonna be a nice good night. Now I know um, this ain't gonna be like a title fight or nothing, but I'm assuming they're gonna make it five rounds just because of the hype behind it. Yeah, it is a five round fight. Yeah. Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington and are going at it. I think it goes all five, honestly, too. Masvidal's a poor man to get out. I'll, all main card fights are five rounds. Mm-hmm. So. so, I guess uh, there's going to be a co main event, right? You would assume. Yeah. 
Uh, these are two guys who have a history with each other. Uh, they're, they're, they they used to match. be pretty good friends. Uh, they were roommates at one point. These are guys who have a history together. And now these are kind of the fights. They, it's almost like a WWE storyline. Like they hate each other now. <laughs> and now they want to duke it out, you know, in the octagon. But um, this is kind of, I mean, same night as Sterling and Jan. This should be a, this should be a fun night just in general for that, the first fight. But now on top of that, you have Masvidal and Covington. Um, I don't know who I really like in this one. I think it's going to be more of who's more involved emotionally uh, than the other. Covington. Man, I don't – I don't, I don't know. know. Masvidal's ground game is so strong, though. They're kind of two different styles. I'm more excited about the press conferences than I am the actual fight. <laughs> These two are going to talk so much trash to each other. Yeah. And we're talking about, like, two of the, probably two of the top trash talkers in the game. I mean, outside of, like, Conor McGregor or somebody. I mean, these two can really give it to other people when it comes to talking about them. I think – Now, just – go ahead. I think Colby Covington will take this one, just seeing how they've – both stacked up against the king of that division right now with Kamaru Usman. I just feel like Colby can. Covington was the only challenge to Usman. And that was yeah. that one fight. Just... That last fight wasn't, but. Yeah, this is the little brother fight. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Everybody's this is a battle for second Usman's match. little brother, dude. Usman's. <laughs> Golly, dude. Yeah. Um. Just for context, if you don't know, um, Masvidal is number 11 in that division. Uh, Covington is number two. Um, so, Masvidal is 11? Yeah, Masvidal is 11. Wow. So, uh, I, I don't Is uh, mm, I don't know. Probably be early candidate for fight of the year this early into 2022. Yeah. Yep. I think I it's going to be an all-out war. So I think Colby wins if it's they're standing up the majority of the time. But if Masvidal controls the ground game, I could see him edging out in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be an all-out war. I think they're just going to go out there and throw at each other. No, I don't think so. I think so. Well, I, I like because um, like that's obviously like Masvidal's strong suit. It's not. It's not standing up and boxing. It's getting them on the ground. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you have. I'm get him mixed back. up with Khabib. I'm probably getting him mixed up with Khabib. Khabib's all-out wrestler. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Then I guess. I get yeah. them two mixed up all the time. Masvidal come up through street fights. Like, he was fighting in backyards and stuff, bare knuckles. So, hmm. yeah, like, I well, yeah, I wasn't in those backyards. Both yeah. of them's hard well, to knock out, too, so. Yeah, Masvidal don't go down. I mean, <laughs> I say that. He, he was the one that fought uh, Usman, right? Yeah, he's the one that Usman absolutely yeah. just, just – yeah. Yeah. Like he's a big KO. He absolutely got stunned. That was nuts. His life I think I watched body. that fight. Yeah. I mean, he like I definitely had watched. a waterfall spray from his head once he got hit. I'm almost, it was hilarious. I'm almost positive I watched it with y'all. Yeah, we were in Starbucks. 
Yeah, I'm. I was on. That was yeah, a forty-three oh six. Yeah, I was not there. Oh, all right. So I'm glad UFC's back. I think we all are, um, especially with the like the 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 lineup we have for the next couple of months. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm super stoked for next weekend. Um, Ngannou and Gain. I think that one's going to be a great fight. Um, uh, again, I want Ngannou to win. That's that's my dog. Love him. Um, but Gain is good, so I wouldn't be surprised if Gain somehow went out there and found a way to win. But it's UFC any given night. That's how you're feeling that night. All right, moving on uh, to some crazy stuff that happened in the NFL this week. Not crazy. We saw a lot of it coming. Uh, a lot of firings. Um, a lot of them much needed. But the first one I want to kind of bring up is not needed in any way, shape, or form. Still think this one is stupid. Don't know what Miami's trying to do. They, they fired Brian Flores uh, Monday morning. And my, my main question is why? Why do they do that? I don't think there's a right answer to that because it's completely wrong. <laughs> there, Unless there's like some inside information on something. There's no way you fire that dude after the end of the season he had. I don't know if it was predetermined. I mean, because he started out, what, one and seven? He so did. It might, been, it might have been predetermined halfway through the season. But still, I mean, I think you give him another shot after that. Great way to end the season. Yeah. Um, last year they won, what, what nine, ten games? Right? Yeah, I think they year? won seven. Yeah. They won like seven straight this year, right? Did they not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they won eight of their last nine. Or seven of yeah, their last, they, yeah, eight of their last nine. Yeah. Um, and they beat the Patriots last week. And but so still, even if you said their I'm, schedule sucks, they still beat the Patriots last week. Who we were playing still, for like an they, AFC East title. They had they didn't beat the AFC East winner both both yeah. times a season. That's what they I was beat, about to say. They, they just can't beat, beat the Bills that top twice dog. a season. But the Bills, I mean, they're good. They're really yeah, the good. best team in the yeah. AFC East. Yeah. Um, no, the kind of the thing I want to – that kind of bothered me is Miami's defense has been stellar this year, like really good at times. And Brian Flores is a defensive guy, defensive-minded. Um, and I just don't understand what they're going to do now. It's not like um, – because, again, you got to think, Tua was out for three or four games in that seven-game losing streak. Devontae Parker didn't play more than half of the year. Um Jacecki went out for a little while. Durham Smythe went out for a little while. They don't have a running back. They really don't have a one guy. Um, Waddle was out for a little bit too, was he not? Waddle was out yeah, for a couple of games. What Brian Flores did in the second half of the season was really, really impressive, regardless of who you play. You know how hard it is to win eight of nine in the NFL? It's hard. Yep. And to do it with the talent that he had, regardless of who you're playing – Brian Flores deserves another shot, another season at least. Give him a couple draft picks. And I think he he was the right guy in Miami. I thought he was the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate to see it because um, it's tough to see a good coach being fired. But it is it is good thing for the uh, Texans trying to get rid of Deshaun Watson because Brian Flores <laughs> was a big voice and not wanting uh, Deshaun. And so that's that's just another opening for a landing spot for Deshaun. So my Texans can can get rid of him. So so kind Nobody of. Nobody wants I, the well, Texans sloppy seconds. <laughs> hey, I, I so, think he's better than Tua, but so 
if he was he's in at the he is, he is. It would be sure. a three. Team, it would be a three okay. team trade probably. We we do know that in the NFL is kind of based off like what happens based off your performance. Yep. And Tua, Tua, I mean, Tua did enough to win. I mean, Tua he's not going to do anything good. special. So why, if this, this, so if this is predetermined, then it would make a lot of sense. You fire Flores, yeah. you're going after Deshaun Watson. At the point where they were probably one and seven to three and seven at some point. Yep. Um, if it's not predetermined, then you're an idiot. I don't know what you're trying to do. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, I think it's stupid. Ron Flores is going to coach in the NFL. Um, that's the cutest dog I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Rip gutter. <laughs> Damn. God. Why? Why? So bad for laughing. It's how he said it. He does that all the time. You, you, all the time. you upset Wilkie. <laughs> Got Wilkie in his face. I don't even want to talk anymore. I did, uh, okay, on another note, do y'all do y'all think Chicago would be a good fit? I, yes. uh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel um, like that makes the most sense said. for him, honestly. Damn, you I get don't. you get a young quarterback to a young quarterback, so you're not really you go from two of the Justin Fields, and I think Justin Fields might have a little bit more potential than Tua, um, with the dirt like the uh, versatility that Justin Fields has. Uh, if you are Chicago, all you really need to do is get all your defensive guys healthy again. Um, you want Khalil Mack at a level where he's an elite superstar. Um, so, and if he's not, then your defense is kind of going to falter, which at times their defense was good this year. There were other times where they just couldn't stop anybody. And uh, I think that Brian Flores would be a good fit. You get a defensive guy on a defensive team who is already previously defensive-minded. Um, and you give him Justin Fields. I think you need a couple draft picks again. Uh, it's like that with any team that, you know, just fired a head coach. They need a couple draft picks. I think they need another uh, star wide receiver. Um, they have a good running back. They have guys on defense. I think they could work on uh, their defensive line a little bit. Um, but but their wide receivers, I mean, Allen Robinson was bad this year. And it wasn't his fault. He just didn't have a good year. Um and if you get a guy to compliment Allen Robinson, like Julio with A.J. Brown, you know, a guy like that, um, then you got a potential to be pretty good on offense, you know, good enough to win. I like Brian Flores. I thought he was a great coach. Loved him in Miami. I thought he was doing a great job. Again, it's really hard to win seven straight. Um, and it's not like he lost his last game, so you get a good excuse to get him out of there because he didn't lose his last game. He beat the Patriots his last game. So he beat the Patriots twice in one year. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't but, make do, sense but do y'all think an offensive minded coach might not be a better fit? In I mean, Miami? No, Chicago. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Because that offense was horrendous. It has been horrendous. I think anyone besides Nagy is going to get a better fit. God, Nagy. So yeah. Yeah. Nagy is awful. Bad, like really. Because it's not like Miami hasn't gone out there and put up forty or close to forty on some really good teams. Defense played good. Defense kept them in games. The only reason they really lost to the Bills that bad that like first or second week was because the Bills defense had two touchdowns. So like, 
I don't think Tua played. Offense. Tua didn't play. Yeah. I think Jacoby Brissett played. Um, well, yeah, this this firing doesn't make Listen to the Jags and Falcons back to back doesn't help either, though. No, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Were they hurt then? No. Tua started that game. Tua played. That game was in London. Jacksonville came back and won that game 23 to 20. Jet lag got to him. The field goal. That's, you know. Um, yeah. So well, they were both one and five at that time. So gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Flores will be a good fit in Chicago. As for Chicago, you fire Nagy. I like Flores. You hire Flores. Thank God Nagy's done. Oh my God. Now, I, how did he last so long? And I did hear Big Cat say, you know, that the Bears have never fired anyone midseason. And I guess, okay, whatever. But, like, Nagy is so bad. Nagy should not go coach anywhere. No. I don't know. It's That one will probably – because the Bears do – I've seen all over Twitter today that the Bears are a top candidate for Brian Flores. So, I think that one will probably happen. I think we'll see Flores to Chicago. I think he would I like – he would have a ball with that defense, man. He would love it. Yeah. Uh, they're saying that uh, Doug Peterson from the Eagles. Is that's that's an offensive-minded coach right there. Really, it's – so, really, for the Bears, it's, do you want a defensive guy or do you want an offensive guy? Which, you know? I mean, with the talent you have on defense, whatever defensive coordinator he gets is kind of going to have be spoiled with it. I mean, it will be really hard to screw that up. Mm-hmm. Got great guys on that defensive yeah. side of the ball. When they're healthy, obviously. When they're healthy. Um, yeah, if I was Doug Peterson, I would take that job. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Justin Fields I mean, has a much brighter future than Hurts. Yeah, I agree. There's a much higher ceiling. Yeah, I agree. You just got to give him some weapons, man. And Allen Robinson's really good. I love Allen Robinson. And Mooney kind of came on a little pretty strong yeah. there towards the end. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. But really, if you think about it, that's the only two guys. I mean, they got good running backs. Uh, Montgomery yeah, you got and Montgomery Herbert. and Herbert. Yep. yep. You got a good run game. And then you put Justin Fields in an offense where he can run the option. RPOs, you know, stuff like that. He could they, that team could be pretty good on offense. That'd be a really good fit, I yeah. think, too. Get I him, mean, you, I don't some, think you really could go too wrong with either one of them yeah. buyers. They need a wide receiver. They need to, they need top tier wide receiver, I think. Olave, yeah. Garrett Wilson, um, Jameson Williams, somebody like that. They need to get somebody like that. Um, yeah. same in the NFC North, uh, the Vikings uh fired Mike Zimmer. This one's not a shock either. Uh, he, he really didn't – he never impressed me in Minnesota. I mean, again, they were a playoff team. They beat the Packers. I'm like, maybe this team's going to figure it out. Then they go and freaking lose to the Lions. Um, their defense is horrible. Um, Kirk Cousins at times doesn't really – I mean, his stats aren't that bad. But he really is – I don't think he's a fit with the weapons that the Vikings have. Um He's more of a guy who would thrive with a running back, a receiving like Dalvin Cook. But if you have weapons like Justin Jefferson, yeah, Thielen, Thielen, even Osborne Osborne. is good. Yeah, Yeah. you got to use your guys. You got to have a guy that's willing to 
you gotta have a guy that's willing to throw bombs. And he don't he don't do it. Yep. He's a safe um, guy. Yeah. Um Alex I think Smith, for the Vi- two point oh. Yeah. Yep. Well don't, don't hate I on think, Alex Smith. <laughs> Alex I'm not hating on Alex Smith. I'm just saying he don't go over the top and you know, break the top off, I guess. I don't well, think he don't do that, anything anymore, but <laughs> he's sitting on his couch watching yeah. the TV yeah. or watching the game from home. Yeah. This is why I kind of brought up Kirk Cousins of Cleveland because I feel like that'd be a place where he could do I love good. That. You know, I think you give the ball really to Big Chubb 20 times a game, and then you're back behind them, receiver. You got Green Hunt, which, by the way, you finally have a play. defense. Yeah, you have a great defense. And you don't have great wide receivers that you throw bombs to because you don't do that anyways. Which fits him, though. Yeah, Jarvis Landry, uh, Anthony Schwartz, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, guys like that. So Landry would have 100 catches with Cousins at QB. Yep. For sure. um, By the way, I just want to say this. Uh, Next year, um, Dearness Johnson should be a spring running back somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Buffalo, Miami, uh, Seattle, um, somewhere, please. Dude's insane. Seattle, I could see being the main spot for him. I mean, somewhere, please. You got to start this dude. If you're not another team, why are you not looking at him anyways? Hmm, interesting. Um, no, Zimmer, um, not a great coach for the Vikings. Uh, very underwhelming throughout the year. Um, when you did get your hopes up for the Vikings, they go and lose a game like to the Lions or somebody. They don't play very good next week. Um, they look good sometimes. Um, Justin Jefferson is a top-tier wide receiver, and you have to use him. Um, he should be getting – now, He, I think he was second in yards this year. Um, I mean, he's getting used. Yeah. Um, but, like, Thielen wasn't the big – I mean – he also missed a bunch of games. Or Thielen missed the last half of the – or Thielen last did. two or three he games. Did. Yeah, he did. Um, I just feel like Kirk Cousins would be a better fit elsewhere. Um, for the Vikings, does that mean you draft a QB or do you try to trade Cousins for a QB? Uh, uh-huh. I think you like a trade. I would prefer a trade in that situation. Yeah, you I probably would- want a more veteran – more I, I would say draft, but there's not I don't know people what, would be willing to trade for Kirk Cousins though. Yeah, you know, but even I don't, with I don't know what you would draft like this or year. Would you trade quarterback for quarterback or would it be a three team trade? Yeah, you could do that. I mean, it's either or like um if you go quarterback for quarterback, then I don't like that you, though. I don't like yeah, how often you lose that you how lose often that trade. See, how often do you see quarterback for quarterback trades besides golf uh, Stafford? Like when was the last time? It'd be for picks. Yeah. Yeah. You're I don't think they're picks trading and a couple pieces. Uh like mediocre pieces. Mm-hmm. You know who the backup is? For who? For Minnesota? Yeah. Mond. God. Mond. Keelan Mond. Kellen. Keelan. Is it Kellen? Wait. Yeah, it's Kellen. Are He's you, actually kind of like a sure? third string, really, because um, 
Matt, who who is the guy that played? Um, That's what I'm about, I was about to ask. Who was the guy that started? Yeah, his, his either first name or last name started with an M. Like he wasn't the best. I mean, he did okay. Oh, right. Sean, uh, Sean, Matten Ma- wasn't like Mannanen. Yeah, 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 Man- yeah. But like, Mond was supposed to be the backup, but like, Zimmer hated him. Yeah, we didn't think he was good enough. Yeah, just stupid. Mannion was uh, 22 for 36 this year with 189 yards. Like, he didn't do terrible. No, no he didn't. Yeah, but, but I mean, why it's not going to win you games. Why wouldn't you give that game to Kellen Mond? Because the coach said he wasn't – Zimmer said he wasn't ready. God, I, I must – I would be a terrible NFL coach, I guess. I would have yeah. a rookie quarterback sitting there and a guy go out for COVID. I'd be like, oh, fuck it. Let's send him out there. Who cares? We're supposed yeah. to win. We're supposed to lose this game anyway. If he's really good, then I'm a genius. Because weren't they eliminated already? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what was the point of not playing them? I guess. Yeah, that was the night they played the Packers. Yeah. yeah. I hope you all bet the over in this Nets Bulls game. No, I didn't. What score? One eighteen eighty one. Who's winning? Nets. Uh, Nets. Wow. What I tell you, Wilkie? That's gonna be the first one. I was wrong. That is the Nets' first one. All right, last one uh, of the firings, I think. Oh, no. This one we're going to touch on real quick because, God, this was long overdue. Joe Judge is gone in New York. Thank God. Yeah, do you say that I thing? wanted him to stay. Did y'all see that thing on Twitter where uh, it, like, showed somebody, like, delivering, like, a bunch of, like, 30 racks of beer and a bunch of yeah, pizza, pizza to his place? Yep. <clears throat> Drowning in the sorrows. He is awful. Or he was celebrating. That was almost State's next head coach. So <laughs> we think oh, he, coached, well. he coached that state. Yeah. Yeah. He's a coordinator here. Yeah. You think he's coming back? Right. This one, Matt why Chuck, did it take so long? He can come coach basketball. I trust him more than Ben Howland. <laughs> we covered tonight. That's all that matters. We did cover. I don't know how. The teams win. Great teams cover. Yep. We went on a big run. Oh. Uh, does this mean Daniel Jones is done in New York? Is this the end of the Jones era? Hopefully, it's Shake from season. Trade Saquon. Yeah. Saquon He's can a, say healthy. Saqu- Saquon's a bust. Him and McCaffrey, both. Yep. Go on. Like, I don't feel bad for the next guy that's got to coach them guys because that's a I really do. It's a dumpster fire over there. Yeah, it is. Nothing's good in New York at all. Not even the meds. Nope. <laughs> it's a goal of meds. Hit the home run of meds. <laughs> didn't their coach? Didn't like their coach just get a DUI or something like that? Like not too long ago. Yeah, the meds. Who? Mets. Was it the GM or the coach? I think GM. it was the GM. The GM. I just hired a new coach. Didn't he? Didn't he just get acquitted of that? Like acquitted is where like you win the case, right? No, uh, fired Mets GM Zach Scott found not guilty after. Yeah, he, and he got he fired. Did. That's yeah, insane. Sue him. Sucks. Damn. Move so the Mets out of New York. I don't want to get a New York anyway. So yeah. Trade off to Grom. <laughs> oh please! Um, oh god! Didn't Scherzer just sign there? Yeah, Mets are like favored huh. to win the East now. 
That's yeah, been like Mets that are, for the past four years. Yeah, that is Mets true. Are I, mean, Mets. I mean, it is going to be – Mets going to be at least top two in the East. Me and Patty have said the same thing the last three years. Man, <laughs> Braves and Mets scare me. And then we get to the All-Star break, we're like, damn, they're frauds. They can't <laughs> again. Hey, Pedigo, who do you, you think is going to be top two in the NL East? It's going to be the Phillies and the Braves. No, your mom and your dad. Don't don't be nice to Hitch. It's going to be the No, Braves it's going to be – no, honestly. It's always it's us. It's going to be the it's Phillies always and the Braves. Us. Okay. Okay, boys. Always. It's, it's okay, going to be the Phillies and the Braves. Nope. Damn, we might not win division, but we ain't gonna be behind the Mets. The Nationals <laughs> are selling. Javi Bias has a good year every three years. This is his year. If Hector Neres wasn't playing with the Phillies, Phillies win ten more games. <laughs> Bryce Harper wasn't playing with the Phillies; they win twenty more games. Dude's a disease. <laughs> he's, he's a team killer. I mean, dude couldn't even fin- finish high school. His high school you know, team hated him. His high school team hated him. I'm just made them quit. throwing it out there. <laughs> teams that have traded Bryce Harper are Bryce Harper in high school. Teams that have traded or got rid of Bryce. Did they they didn't trade him? He signed, didn't he? Yeah. Teams that didn't sign back Bryce Harper <laughs> the year after he left wins the World Series hundred percent of the times. So it's just I mean, pretty high bad. Said, yeah, high school I mean, wow, there won't be one on that one, huh? Maybe, maybe I should try to state well. championship. Is this going back to my league when he quit? Don't fact check it. Don't fact check it. They won it. Does this go back to like the minor leagues too? Did he ever play in the minor leagues? Yeah. No. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He, he, did. Blew, he, blew, he was yeah, like, I don't, I don't remember him blowing a kiss at that. Yeah, he blew, no, yeah, he blew he a kiss. That was what I fell in love with. Oh, so Bryce Harper's a creep now too. Blowing kisses at people. He's a freaking weirdo. He was 19. He was figuring out himself. That's right. That's right. Um, last team, Broncos. Uh, get rid of Vangio. Um, I thought they were going to keep him, get a quarterback. They'd just be fine. Got a lot of weapons on offense. Really good defense. Um, but they decided to go separate ways. Now they got to find a head coach and a quarterback. Are they looking for an offensive guy or a defensive guy to replace? Offense. Offense. You got to figure out what to do with the quarterback. I honestly like Peterson there, too. I do like if that you find a, That's a good one. If you find a quarterback, you're set good in Denver because, I mean, they got a good running back. They have good – They got really they, good receivers. They good, good receivers. Don't they have, like, one of the better uh, pass defenses in the league too? Yes. Yes. They got Sertain. They got Simmons. I mean, they are really good on defense. They're one of the most complete teams. They just don't have a quarterback. They yep. don't have a quarterback. They can't score. Broncos running backs who Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. And Javante Williams. Javante. Phillip Lindsay. They got three stuff. Oh, yeah, they got two studs. Yeah, Philip Lindsay had a really good year good. one year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Last he's just year. not there anymore. He's in Miami now? No, he's in he Houston. Traded, like, I thought he got traded, though, to Miami. Oh, I've, I have no clue. I don't give up. He's not our starter. He's not our starting running back, so I don't care. It's Rex Burkhead season, baby. Oh, my. Y'all drafting uh, Brian Robinson. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I think a good – yeah, Doug Peterson would be good there. I mean, all you got to do is get a quarterback. I think they should draft a quarterback. Um, uh, Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett, I would imagine, would be gone before they um, get there. But if Matt Corral is available, why not send them to Denver? Uh, you got two really good running backs. You got four or five really good weapons to throw to. And you got defense to bail you out when you make mistakes. So, yeah. Um... Ole Miss quarterbacks don't have a good record in Denver, so maybe Corral should just stay away from Denver. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I guess That's you're right. That's true. 
Uh, can I speak about the Texans real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So we're uh, filming this Wednesday. Uh, Going to be posted, what, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so either expect Thursday or Friday, announcement of David Coley and probably Tim Kelly to be fired, um, which in the long run, we are going for Josh McDaniels. I think I'll be satisfied if we get Josh McDaniels. But honestly, it really doesn't matter as if we keep Jack Easterby, our uh, vice president. He's god-awful to this team. Uh, he needs to be fired, but our owner is a complete idiot. Um, and he doesn't know what he's doing with the Texans. He needs to sell the team. Only person that I like uh, executively is uh, Nick Cassiero. He's the only good one that actually wants to win in Houston. But other than that, it doesn't matter about the Texans' future if we keep Jack Easterby. Yeah, so get rid of everybody. Got it. Yep. Yeah, get rid of everybody. Literally. Except Re- clean house. Do, except Nick. Do what the Bears just did. Yep. Clean it. Clean it out. Clean house. All right. Um, yeah, I do. Um, Texans do need to make a coaching change. I'm still pissed that they didn't go after uh, the OC at Kansas City. Uh, the yep, last offseason where they could have – yeah, I me don't too. know why they didn't. Deshaun Watson pushed for them. They would have been insane on offense. Um, maybe you keep um, – Bill O'Brien just ruined that team. I think he did it on purpose, but that's just me. On another note, right. uh, have y'all seen uh, that about Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn? Uh-uh. So, Dan Quinn apparently has had, like, four, I think, job offers yeah. for head coach. Makes sense. Do y'all think he stays? Uh, Does he want to go to Jacksonville? He didn't even go for an interview for Jacksonville. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, I think so I heard Dan, the Bears oh, on his name, too. Okay, yeah, for Dan Quinn, who is a defensive guy, right, he yes. would love Denver and Chicago just because he's defensive. I think both of them are on the list. Um, for Kellen Moore, God, nobody wants to sniff Jacksonville. I don't even know who they're going to get. Um, because you got to realize this is the same situation Josh McDaniels is in. Josh McDaniels has been with the mm-hmm. offense coordinator for Patriots since 2012. Yeah. I mean, you don't, it's not that smart for an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator at a good team, at a good position to go from a great team to a terrible team and risk being fired in like two or three years. Say it. Then you don't have a job. You don't have a job. You have to start. I'd be all scared. Over to take any of these coaching jobs if I was any of those guys we were yep. talking I about. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you're on the free market right now. You the go there, you might one, just ruin your reputation. The only one that kind of would be the one that's on my list is Denver. Yeah. Even Miami, I think, for Dan Quinn wouldn't be bad. Miami, oh, I Miami forget is about probably Miami, the best fit. Because I can't believe that Brian for, Flores is gone. Um, yeah, it would have a little bit better be of a supporting cast on offense, yeah. too. Yeah. I just feel Miami bad. Miami and Denver. Or top right you, now, I think. Do you think he still has a bad taste in his mouth after being like with Atlanta last year, and then ended up taking our defensive coordinator job? No, no, I don't think so. I think because it was of, awful. It was a shit show yeah. in Atlanta, and I don't know that he enjoyed being the head coach like he enjoys being a defensive yeah, he, coordinator. Yeah, he you don't have the stress. But if you're defensive minded, I think you try to get find the defensive minded team which Denver and Miami both are, which both had defensive head coaches. Um, if Dan Quinn got like a quarterback in Denver, dude, he gets a good offensive coordinator and says, yeah, let's roll. Let's go. Yeah. So. 
Broncos hey, dude, What do y'all think great. about Kellen Moore to the Jags? I heard he did go for an interview over there, though. He would day. hate his life. God, he would hate his life. Y'all think there's a possibility in that? Yeah. I do. I don't know how I feel one- about it. Because Kellen Moore, sometimes I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And sometimes I'm like. Well, that's why he's perfectly the most- under Mike McCarthy. That's why, I, and then sometimes I'm like, you're the most genius human being I've ever seen in my life. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of indifferent about him. I'd probably prefer to keep him because we're used to that system, and it obviously is working. Maybe kill him mean, more to Minnesota and get him a more more aggressive that, quarterback. That yeah. that's interesting. Minnesota, uh, you gotta rebuild that defense, man. You gotta rebuild that defense. It's terrible. Yeah. Your best. I feel like offensive heavy. I feel like offensive heavy teams though like that. I feel like they almost need defensive coordinators to kind of yeah, it's on yeah. Balance it out, you know. Yeah, you do. So all right. Um that's our NFL talk for the day. Again, wildcard weekend's coming up this week. Going to be awesome going all the way till Monday. Uh should be a lot of fun. Um and as soon, you know, a lot of these guys are going to find head coaches, you know. I I feel like relatively soon. Um but yeah. Uh Avery uh, now is the time. We're going to talk a little bit F1. There's been some controversy, uh, some bullshit controversy in F1 right now uh, with the greatest racer of all time that's ever been on a track in F1, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Avery, can you kind of explain what's going on there? Because you explained it better than I did. Yes, I sure can. So this past, this past month in December was the, the, the finale of the 2021 F1 season. Going into the final race, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen were tied in points, which you earn points by winning races, getting the fastest lap, winning sprint races, things like that. So going into the final race, um, it was obviously things were really hectic. There were there were a lot of a lot of questions being asked. You know, could this be the first time since God knows when? I think it was 2016 since Lewis Hamilton hadn't won the uh, World Drivers' Championship. And you got him. He's 37 going on 38 this year, which for racing, that's that's pretty old, especially for Formula One. And then you have Max Verstappen, who's relatively new on the scene at 23. He started about 2016, 2017. He actually and he won his first race the, that year. But um, so a lot of – as the race went on, um, we saw Lewis Hamilton really pull away from the rest of the pack. I think at a point he had a 14-second lead on Max Verstappen, who was in second. And then – trying to remember who it was. I believe it was Esteban Ocon um, on – with about 12 laps to go, lost control of his car in uh, – coming out of a corner he just gassed it too hard so they called a safety car um and for some reason um which it is allowed um the the race stewards who are kind of in control of the race they enforce the rules they look back on replays make sure nothing gets out of hand um they let the cars that were down a lap lap the safety car queue basically restarting the entire race with one lap left. Now, 
the main controversy wasn't the fact that they let the lap cars unlap themselves. It's that how late they waited to unlap those cars. It allowed most of the the grid, most of the drivers to go in and pit and get new tires while Lewis Hamilton was still on his tires, his which if you don't know much about Formula One, there are three different tire compounds. There's hard, soft, and medium, soft being the fastest medium being moderate um, and hard being the slowest, which the hardest ones give you more traction at the expense of your lap times. But um, Lewis was still out there on old hards and most of the pack had new softs or new mediums on. So going into the final race, it completely eliminated Lewis Hamilton's lead which ultimately allowed Max Verstappen to overtake him in the last lap and take the driver's championship. So what's been going on lately, um, ever since the day before that race, Lewis Hamilton has been completely off of social media. He has had no social media presence, no like presence outside, like really in the outside world, no one's really seen him. Well, come to find out um, this week, he's actually been meeting with race stewards from that Grand Prix in December and depending on how that conversation goes is going to dictate whether or not he's going to retire from the sport and now mind you he is tied for the most drivers championships with Michael Schumacher who being really the poster boy for Formula One not I mean even if you don't pay attention to Formula One or you know a little bit about it every Everybody who knows anything about Formula One knows who Michael Schumacher is. And it's there's a lot of controversy surrounding that. Um, a lot of people think that the stewards rigged it so that Max Verstappen would win the championship so that Lewis Hamilton couldn't overtake um, Michael Schumacher as the driver with the most world championships. And uh, it's oh. just... It's been a whole this, fiasco this past month. This is not a debate. Lewis Hamilton is the best F1 driver of all time, and I don't think it's relatively close. Um, the dude should have had eight this year. Um, Verstappen, we, me and Avery love Verstappen. We, we are super excited that he won, but 100% that probably he shouldn't have won. Um, the, the controversy that's happening is, I think, disgusting for the sport. Uh, because Lewis Hamilton, it, it, a lot of the young audience for F1 knows who that is. If you're going to get into F1, you're going to learn the name Lewis Hamilton. Um, and the fact that he he doesn't hold the 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 record right now is, I think, borderline uh, gross. I, I think he should he should have had eight. He should have won his eighth this year. Um, he is the greatest F1 driver of all time. Um, what he's done. Uh, in F1 for the last, what, every 15 years? Yeah, he started in 2007, uh, so and he came 14, in second. 15 years. His, his rookie year, he came in second in the driver's championship, which so in Formula One does not happen. Yeah, he, he, he should – it shouldn't even be a debate, but the fact that F1 is making it a debate, um, it, it's not like – the uh and y'all are gonna hate me for this but it's not like the lebron mj debate where people other people are talking about this if you know f1 lewis hamilton is the greatest and it's not schumacher um 
it's it, it's it's really sad to see. Um, I hope Lewis Hamilton comes back, and if he does come back, I hope he dominates and wins the drivers' championship championship this year. Um, again, there are, is a lot of young talent in F one, but there's nobody like Lewis Hamilton. So, I mean, Lewis Hamilton is single-handedly the best driver. He has more single race wins. He has more podiums, more fastest laps, more yeah, – I believe he has a win percentage of races around 30% where Michaels was like 24. Yeah. So, I mean, over the past – over a decade, he's winning 30% of the races he's in. He's, he's the best F1 driver there is. And uh, as the podcast goes on um, throughout the year, we'll talk a little bit of F1. Um, we're super excited for F1 to start. Uh, Avery got me into it, um, and he's teaching me more and more every day. Um, so he, re- he really enjoys it. So that will definitely be a discussion. Last thing, uh, and then we'll get to uh, Superdog, Underdog, and Dog of the Week. Um, NBA, real quick, um, the Grizzlies just set a franchise record. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess he's got a point. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, bro. The Grizzlies just set their franchise record for wins at 10 with a huge win against Golden State at home. Um, I think the Grizzlies keep rolling. Uh, what do y'all do? Y'all think this is kind of like uh do you think this will do you think this will die down or do you think the Grizzlies are here to stay? I think they're here to stay. I think they're here to stay. I have a really think, elite young core and they're hot. Yeah. They're hot. Yeah, what is it? 10-game one straight, right? Yeah. yeah. It'll, be 11. It'll be 11 after tomorrow night. Yeah, they play the Timberwolves tomorrow night. Hey, don't sleep on the Timberwolves. No, I, do not. But I'm just awake um, on the I'm, I'm awake on the Grizzlies. Uh, game <laughs> to watch for next week on MLK Day is uh, the Grizzlies and the Bulls play <laughs> next Monday. You like that hit? Yeah, that's pretty good. I just kind of wanted to mention them because we are from uh, northern Mississippi. Um, Memphis is, is, you know, the closest basketball team. I know we're not Memphis Grizzlies fans, but it should be mentioned for the people listening because uh, they probably are Grizzlies fans. That You know, they're really hot. They're really good. John Morant is an animal. Um, you know, everybody on that team is contributing. Um, Desmond Baines having a breakout year. You love to see that. It's fun to watch Grizzlies. Yeah, he made Steph Curry fall the other night, didn't he? Did y'all see that video? Uh, no. I saw where he flexed on little kids, though. So. Did see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a guy. He's just, awesome. just locked in. That was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely locked All right. in. Favorite segment that we love to do. Uh, I think everybody enjoys this. All right. We are going to go underdog, super dog, and dog of the week. I will start off with my uh, underdog of the week. Now, this one's kind of weird. This one's in the English Premier League. Um, and – I got to look at the odds. I want to look at the odds real quick because the odds are kind of weird. Uh, soccer is kind of different. Um, you do have games where both teams are, you know, uh, plus whatever. Um, so I'm going off who has the uh, shortest odds to win. Um, but uh, let me see if I can find it. One sec, boys. One sec, one sec. Okay, so Arsenal plays Tottenham on Sunday uh, at 10.30. The odds for that one is Tottenham is plus 155. Arsenal is plus 188. I think Arsenal needs a big win. Uh, Tottenham has not played well uh, against Arsenal and Chelsea, respect, like, together. Like, when they play those two teams, they can't figure it out. 
Uh, I think Arsenal wins outright. I think they win like 3-1, 2 zip. Uh, I think they have a good game. Uh, uh, so I think uh, Arsenal wins. They are my uh, underdog in the league. Uh, who wants to look at these? Pedigo, Pedigo, you ready? You want okay, to go? Yeah, I got it. So I'm going to go uh, just go ahead and go tomorrow night. I'm going to go the Golden State Warriors against the Bucks. They're two and a half point underdogs. So I'm going to go to Warriors. All right. I like that one. I, is it in Milwaukee? Yeah, it's in Milwaukee, okay. but I'm still going Warriors. Um, Avery, do you have one? Underdog of the week? Yeah. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a be, be a little bold here, but uh, I'm taking the Steelers. It's my underdog of the week. Yeah, yes. I was going to say yes. that. Plus, I was going to say that. Ben Roethlisberger. It's, it's, Big Ben thought it would be his, plus 20. It's only right <laughs> that Ben Roethlisberger most, wins this game. It's, yeah, it's most likely he's he's done after this season. Um, he's, you, you know, yeah, he's going out there. He doesn't really care. He's going to go out there and have fun. And, hey, who knows? I, th- I think he's just, the only quarterback that can say that he's he, – he can call himself the underdog and still go out there and yeah. win a game. Yeah. He's just going to go out there and have some fun, just sling that rock he's, around. He's going to go out there hungover or hammered. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of both. All right. Might still uh, be a little Hitch, you got one? Um, I like the Patriots on – I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday. I think it's Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night. I, I like the Patriots. They got the spread at plus four. I honestly like the money line. I think they end up winning that game. So, I like okay. that pick. I like, that, I like that too. Uh, Aben, you got one? Uh, yeah, I'm taking – I'm transitioning to college basketball, a Colorado and Arizona game. Um, I'm taking – Arizona's a 16-point favorite. I'm thinking Colorado's going to cover it. Arizona's missed the past uh, three out of four games due to COVID issues. Um, I think they're going to have a lot of players out, but I think Colorado's going to cover that 16-point spread. It's kind of large. Go. Yeah. Let's go. All right, Bond, last one. Uh, who's your underdog of the week? I got two. Uh, I'm going to roll with Hitch here, going with the Patriots plus four. I think they win it as well. And then I'm also going to go with uh, State basketball team. Saturday, the spread's not known yet. It's probably going to be like plus 18 State. And I think we come in there and kick Alabama's ass. I think we cover yeah. it. Yeah, Bama's like, Bama's like, is, Bama's like four and eight. It was like four and eight against the spread. We're seven and six, though. I think we yeah, cover at least. All right. Uh, Super dog of the week. I'm going to go with – I've been bouncing between two. Um, I thought about going Bengals minus five and a half, but I'm not. I'm going to go Cowboys minus three and a half. Um, I think they covered the spread against the Niners at home on Sunday. Um, I really think that this is – they're not going to lose in the first round this year. Um, I think they win by six to seven. Um, I think Dad goes down there, has fun, has fun, has a great game, uh, feeds his guys, and they go out there and have a good game. And also, um, the defense is going to play really well. I also see a defensive touchdown in this game. So, don't say I didn't tell you so. Uh, Pedigo, go ahead. I'm going Joey B and the boys. That offense is just too hot. I don't think the Raiders will beat them. I like it. Um, Avery? Avery? Uh, which one are we doing? Oh, my God. Super dog. Super dog of the week. Super <laughs> dog. Hey, sorry. 
I'm going Super Dog of the Week. I <laughs> shambles. My bad. My bad. Landon Landon went. Um, uh, what's it called? He went no Tottenham boys. as his underdog. I'm going. Oh. Arsenal. Uh, with Bukayo Saka as my Super Dog of the Week. Um, real. If you look at Arsenal's like starting rotation, they have a ton of ton of young guys. Um, I just think Saka, he's become a real leader for this Arsenal squad. Um, just think he's going to get out there and hopefully push Arsenal above Tottenham. Uh, I know they they just lost in the first round of the FA Cup uh, a couple of days ago, so they really need FA this win to bounce back. Brother. We know that. I don't care. All losses matter, though. All losses matter. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe or, yeah. Okay. Um, who's next? Aven? I'm I'm gonna stroke, get your shaft for a second and go Cowboys minus three. I think Cardinals are gonna be missing a lot of players or not Cardinals. Ooh, 49ers have a lot of players out due to injury or, or at least questionable. I think it's an easy three points. Uh Cowboys gonna cover that. I think it's an easy 30. All right, Hitch. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not going to pick the Cowboys this week. That was just too obvious. Um, I, I like the Rams against the Cardinals. Okay. I think Stafford finds his rhythm again. Uh, I hope you're right. All right, Bond. Uh, I got three. Um, two have already been said. Cowboys minus three and a half. Bengals minus five and a half. I think the 49ers stand a chance against the Cowboys. I think the Bengals are one of the hottest teams right now. Uh, my third is going to be the Grizz, minus five and a half. Tomorrow we get to Maz. Maz are doing decent. They just got a big win a few days ago, but then they just lost, I think, yesterday. But I think the Grizz, Grizz are one of the hottest teams. So, uh, yeah, I think they pulled out and probably win big. All right. All right. All right. Dog of the week. It's my favorite segment of the week. Um. Y'all better learn his name. Uh, he is amazing. He's been great for the Knicks. His name is Rowan Barrett Jr. R.J. Barrett, holy cow, another 30-piece tonight. He's had four, three in the last five games. He's had 30 points. He's averaging 26 points a game this week. Uh, he's the reason we've even had a little bit of success. Um, dude's been a monster. He's been one of our great, biggest scorers. Um, I can't stress enough how excited I am for him to go forward. Not a great rookie year, outstanding second year, and an even better third year. Uh, R.J. Barrett's my dog of the week. Pedigo? All right, so I'm going to go back to Saturday because I don't think we had one Sunday, right? We didn't do dog of the week Sunday, did we? No, we didn't. Okay, I'm going to go back to the Ole Miss and State game and go hey, man, Matthew Morrell. say this shit, dude. A career high, 31 points, and it's – Probably a big win for this Ole Miss uh, team that really needed it. So, ten for eleven from the field. Yeah, shot really well. Yeah. Big yeah. win for Ole Miss. Probably the big reason we lost that game. That was my uh, dog fight of the week too. No, that was my oh, uh, uh, underdog of the week. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, you did. Um, I mean, I should keep a stat for super dog and underdogs of the week. I'll try to do that. All right, Avery, uh, dog of the week. My dog of the week going to have to go to Mr. Memphis himself, J.A. John Morant. Absolutely. Man, that's what I was going to go with. Against the Warriors. 
29 points, eight assists, five rebounds, 11 for 23 from the field. Man was hot. He couldn't be stopped. <laughs> That's all I I'm like saying. That. That's all I'm saying. John Moran. It's a name you're going to hear more often. But Zion's better. No. Uh, all Shut right, up. Aven, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm going right, to go, go a little off script here. But my Because of the news we found out today, my dog of the week is John Lester. Lesnar. Uh, I have to give it up. Three-time uh, World Series champ and five-time All-Star. Um, hell of a career. Hate hate to see him go in a Cardinals jersey. Uh, That's but weird. It yeah. is what it is. You God, know? it's uh, weird. But you got to pay your respect to one of the be- better pitchers in our lifetime. Outside yeah. of, like, the Astros, I could not think of somebody that I would not want to end my career with more than the Cardinals. <laughs> John Lester, absolute minute. Dude, one of the better South Falls we've seen. Yeah, I agree with David. One of the better South Falls we've yeah. seen in our lifetime. May guy swing and miss. Awesome. Uh, we always live in Cliff Lee's shadow. All right. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go – over there in Philly, old Joel Embiid. They just okay. tied the franchise record for most 30-point – consecutive 30-point games on the road. Dude's been carrying the Sixers even though they lost tonight. Mm-hmm. But he's keeping them in the race right now, so he's going to yeah. be mine. All right, Bond, send this home. Dog of the week. All right, I'm going to roll with Pedigo and go back to college basketball. I'm going to go with Paolo Banchero. Mm-hmm. Uh, power forward for Duke. Last two games, he's put up his last game, he put up 24 points, five boards, and one assist. The game before that, he put up 20 points, seven boards, and two assists. Love Dude's it. on fire. Probably going to be the number one pick. Yeah, needs it for Duke. Duke's got Duke's yeah. to run in the ACC, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I think Notre Dame got a big win tonight against Clemson. Yeah, um, screw them. Sorry, Pedigo. Yeah. Um, all right, that's our show for today. Uh, um, just uh, honorable mention, uh, T.J. Watt for tying the sack record, right? He did do that. Yeah, yeah, because we wouldn't have talked about it yet. We didn't have dog in the league. So, yeah, I agree. All right, that is our episode for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching whatever you did. Uh, follow us on all our uh, platforms. We got a ton of content coming out. Um, we're dishing out content left and right. We're enjoying it. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, all right, boys. Tell them to go home. See you later. Uh, remember, if you ever feel feel like an underdog, uh, Bryce Young is the highest-rated quarterback to ever start at Alabama, and he feel, feels like an underdog, so I think he'll be okay. Random fact, <laughs> you are more likely to be killed by a champagne cork than a poisonous spider. Love you guys. Nice. <laughs> You're more likely to be killed by a cow than you are a shark. Boom. <laughs>